Kia ora koutou everyone and welcome to Vision Sunday for 2023. Welcome to every one of our campuses, Whangarei, City, West, Pukekohe, Papakura, Manurewa, Botany and online. I'm so excited to share what's on my heart for our church this year and where I believe God is leading us into over this next season. And as I prepared for today, I really felt God stir me again with Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. All glory to God. When we look at the story of our church and even over the last 12 months, all glory belongs to God as He has again done infinitely more than we could ask or even imagine. Even in the face of severe adversity has been, has been experienced by our Pukekohe campus over the past few months, we still see God fulfill His promises to us in the midst of it all. And in the past year, we've had some amazing things happen. Across our campuses, we've baptised 175 people. We've seen over 1,500 people make decisions for Jesus. We've had 265 small groups running throughout the week, discipling people and helping them find freedom on their journey. We've seen 314 people go through the growth track and begin to discover their God-given purpose. In the area of missions, we've put $8,000 to get the building of a technical training school started in Pakistan. We gave $10,000 to help impoverished families in Pakistan's devastating floods. $12,000 to support the work of a girl's home in Sri Lanka to house abused and trafficked girls. $30,000 to finish the Sri Lanka Training Centre and also staff it for the first year. And this centre is now running seven days a week. We gave $70,000 towards the relief efforts in Ukraine, supplying medical packs and supplies to refugees. And in total, we gave almost $300,000 towards local and international missions last year, impacting many for the Kingdom of God for years to come. In the area of education where God has graced us at Elam Christian College, we were approved by the Ministry of Education for a role increase at both our Mount Albert and Botany campuses, giving us a new capacity across our campuses of 1,800 students in our school. At Elam Leadership College, we added the Level 3 course, which gives people the opportunity to do part-time Bible college study. This was a huge win for us, and overall, we saw 55 students graduate ELC across all our levels from Level 3 to Level 6 programs. In 2022, we saw the largest vision offering we've ever had as we collectively sowed towards the development of the Manurewa Campus Auditorium. Since then, we've been in the process of working with architects and submitting plans to council and all that, and we're still working through the details, but we hope to start this work in the very near future, giving that campus a home for many years to come. Well, that brings us to 2023. And the question I'm asking is, God, what do you have for us this year? What is God's vision for us? And I believe that there's three things that God wants us to lean into this year on our Vision Sunday. Firstly, I believe God is asking us to continue to lean into what He's already blessed and called us to do. To keep building in the work of our campus churches and our schools and trust Him for expansion and for growth. God has more for us, friends. If you remember in 2021, we purchased the Laidlaw College site in Henderson, West Auckland. And our goal was for that to be a home for us in the West. I'm so excited to let you know that we have recently been approved from the Ministry of Education to go ahead with a new Elam Christian College Henderson on that site with a role of 400 students from year zero to year eight, starting term one, 
2024. This is a huge advancement to our vision and our ability to provide Christian education for families in that area. And this site in the new year will also become a home for our West Campus Church, giving us another strong church-school combination out there in Henderson. There's a lot of work to do on this, so please be praying. Uh, this decision is really gonna impact families for generations to come for the Kingdom of God. But this is so exciting for our future church. Secondly, I believe that God is leading us into the space of tremendous need in our community and our nation. Our vision as a church has always been to be a center of hope. And sadly, our nation and communities are in the midst of a mental health crisis. Many in our church communities are hurting, and I, for one, know all too well the power of quality Christian counseling to help people find healing and hope. So this year, we've got a vision to establish an Elam Counseling Hub. The vision for this counseling hub is that it will be intrinsically different from counseling centers and other places. It's gonna offer holistic care for people's spiritual, emotional, mental, and social well-being, not just as a standalone service, but as an integral ministry supporting people's discipleship journeys by removing barriers to people's growth. It'll do this by offering free high quality counseling to our church members, a range of relevant and targeted support groups run by trained counselors and church-wide mental well-being support and encouragement for all. The Elam Counseling Hub will serve our congregations, Elam Leadership College and Elam Christian College with professional counseling rooms and on-site counselors in all of our Elam Christian Centre campuses. This is gonna strengthen our mission to be centers of hope in our communities and for our Elam family. And in time we see this going beyond just us, but meeting the need of increasing hurting people in our community uh, by offering reduced rate counseling to those in our community. And this is gonna be led by Pastor Liz Griffiths, who along with her amazing husband, Pastor Mike, and our fully trained and qualified counselors themselves, and uh, this is still in the formative stages, but we really believe God is leading us into this. So if you're a counsellor or you feel stirred to be part of this going forward, the Elam Counselling Hub, I wanna encourage you, fill in a connect card, talk to your pastor. We would love to have you as part of the team helping us get this off the ground moving forward. But this is a space we've never walked into before, but we're believing that God is calling us to increasingly be a centre of hope for those in need. The third area is what we've called Vision Local. Last year, our vision offering centered around just one of our locations and what a blessing it's been to so collectively to strengthen that campus. This year, we're going local. For our vision offering this year, each campus will be exploring ways that we can continue to expand and support the work of God right where you are. Our vision is that every campus would flourish, that every campus would be a place where people can know God, find freedom, discover their purpose and make a difference. Every campus is uniquely pos positioned and gifted, but each campus also has its own challenges, limitations and restrictions. Many of these are to do with facilities and spaces. So very soon your lead pastor is gonna share what's on their heart for your campus and how you can sow this year into the vision offering to help your local campus build for the future. You know, it's been a really interesting start to the year, but I, for one, am full of faith for the future. So let's continue to trust God, to lean in, to pray bold prayers, and to believe that He truly has for us a future and a hope. God bless you, church. Happy Vision Sunday 2023. Isn't that exciting? Good morning, everyone. It is so cool to see all of you out today in the house, man. Lots of new faces and lots of 
people returning, it's so good to have you with us. I'm going to continue on from that video if I could. Um, in First Chronicles, we read of a significant shift in the leadership of Israel. King Saul, who was the very first king of Israel, is gone, and David has been set apart as the new king by the elders of Israel. He's gone, and so so he's gone up and taken Jerusalem. This is David, and he's promised to go right, where he's promised to go right back as a teenager. When David was a teenager, he slayed Goliath, and shortly after that, he promised that he would go back and he would take Jerusalem. So let me take you to the scriptures for just a moment. First Samuel seventeen verse. 51 to 54. It says, When the Philistines saw that the hero was dead, that Saul, they turned and ran. Sorry, that's not Saul. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sharaim road of Gath and Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. Why Jerusalem? This is really interesting because Jerusalem and Israel were completely different places at this time. You see, Jerusalem had been conquered by the Jebusites. So David took Goliath's head back to Jerusalem as a statement. He essentially went back to Jerusalem with David's head in his hand saying, Jebusites, you see this? As I have taken Goliath, I'm going to be back to take you. Now let's fast forward to when David actually is king. The very first thing he did is he goes back and he takes Jerusalem, just as he promised he would do, establishing it as the place of leadership and worship in Israel. It's amazing that David, even in his young age, was able to see what needed to be done for his land and for his people. So now David has gathered a phenomenal team of leaders around him and taken Jerusalem as the capital city of worship for God's people. And now in chapter 12, we read that more and more people begin to join David on this venture. And among all the different people that joined David, we read in chapter 12 of First Chronicles that there was a group of people that joined David. There were some men and women from a place called Issachar. That joined him. And the Bible says that they joined him because of this. It words it this way because they understood the times and knew what Israel should do. These men and women saw what was happening in their communities and in the wider society that they were part of. They could see the loss of courage, the loss of connection with God. They could see the battles that were being lost. These men and women saw what needed to be done, recognized that David did too, and they got right behind him. Can you imagine what this looked like? Can you imagine 200 significant leaders and their families turning up? Can you see them arriving, walking up to David, looking him in the eye and nodding their head saying, we're with you. We understand the times. We understand the assignment. We know what we need to do. I love that Steve understands the times and knows what we as a church need to do. But it's important that you and I also understand the times and know what it is that we need to do. There are three main things that Steve touched on in that really cool video. The first one was to continue building. You know, we need to continue building what God has us building right now. Strong church campuses that preach the gospel, seeing people saved, set free, and discipled. Also to have growing school campuses that deliver world-class education. But more importantly than that, and actually more importantly than that, is raising young people and developing their minds so that they know how to take on the world the way God intended us to. You know, there are so many public schools today that are crumbling under the pressure of a society that doesn't even know who it's trying to be. Our schools will be built on the Word of God, and they're going to be maintained on biblical principles. And we see this becoming more and more of a need for those that want good quality Christian education. God has given us the vision to have really strong church and school combinations, and it's never been more important for us to continue being faithful in this. We know what we need to do. Second thing that Steve touched on was a counseling hub. This is exciting. 
I could hear the the approval murmur among us as a people. I think it's so exciting that we would commit ourselves to doing this. We need to understand the epidemic of mental health instability, which is wreaking havoc across our society. There have been epidemics in the past. There have been great plagues that have devastated entire generations. This is the plague of our generation. To just ignore it and say, people need to repent, that's to misunderstand the times and the scriptures. We need... We need to understand that we are saved by faith, right? That's a, that's a spirit thing. That's a transformation by the Spirit of God thing. But then in Romans 12, Paul speaks about, actually, it's by the renewing of the mind that transformation comes to our life. If we ignore mental health, we stunt people's spiritual transformation. The development of a counseling hub that every single person at Elam Christian Center would have access to is a key part of what God's calling us to grow and develop in the season ahead. See, a counselor is someone who will listen. A counselor is someone who will help you find understanding and clarity, who's going to provide you with proven tools to help renew your mind so that you can keep growing in your walk with Jesus. If people in our community, including those in this room today, are struggling and hurting, then we want to be part of the solution. We want to be part of bringing wholeness and breakthrough to people. This is incredibly important. We know what we need to do. And thirdly was Vision Local. You know, we may be one church in multiple locations. You heard Darcy say that earlier, and we we like to mention it every Sunday when we gather. And the reason for that is I think it's really important that we understand that we're connected to a wider body. We're part of something big, and we're part of something small at the same time. It's really special to be part of that. And even though we're one church, and we have one senior pastor, and we want to have one oversight over all of our campuses, we recognize that each of our campus has unique needs, and a different community that needs to be served and loved in personalized ways. You know, vision should always be expansive. It should be big. It should be a little scary. Vision should always lift our gaze and faith to believe that even though you and I can't achieve it in our own strength, God certainly can. But although vision should be big, it should find its grounding in the small. Vision should always find its grounding in people. The point of any part of our vision is always the people. And so for our vision offering this year, each campus is giving towards local projects and needs that ensure that we remain relevant and connected to the people that God has actually asked us to serve. In the season, we know what we need to do. And so this year at our Papakura campus, we're going to be giving towards two main things. And uh, I'll explain at the end of my time here how that's going to work, but we're going to be giving in a month's time. So we want to give you some time to go home, to pray about it, to think about it, to churn over and toil over what God's doing on your heart regarding these things. But I'll speak about the practicalities later. But we're going to be giving towards two different homes. The first one is our church home. This is a home for our village. And the second is a home in our community that cares for people in one of the most vulnerable seasons of their life. This is the Papakura birthing unit. Let's look at the first one, a home for our village. You know, what God is doing here at Elam Papakura continues to amaze me. Just this year alone, we're not even four months in, we've already welcomed over 150 new people into our services on a Sunday. And it's not because we're doing anything special or we're amazing. It's not because any of that. It's because God promises to draw people to Himself. Not only that, but you guys are so phenomenal at inviting your friends and your family members and your colleagues. And then when they come, you do such a phenomenal job of making them feel really welcome. We're also hearing really, really cool stories of breakthrough, provision, and healing. You know, the coolest part of what we have here, of being able to be in this room and gather and worship God together and connect, the coolest part of any of it is what God is doing in people's lives. 
I love connecting with you. I love having coffee. I love small groups. I love all of that. But ultimately, this is so that people would be connected with God. That's our main focus, and it's so cool to see. Our church has been growing fast, and most of this growth has come in our kids' programs. Just last week, we had 88 people in our Power Zone primary age program. Yeah. God bless our kids' leaders. And we had over 50 under fives across our two under fives programs. This is so exciting because we've got young people that are learning about Jesus and hearing about the grace of God. They're experiencing worship with songs that help connect their young heart to God. They're hearing about Jesus and who God is, and they're having fun in His house, which is also an important part. This is such a beautiful privilege. I think we can so easily say, oh, cool, like there's young people in God's house. Firstly, sadly, not every church is experiencing that. And this is really close to God's heart. You know, they say, and I I don't know who says it or how accurate it is, but it connects to me. I've heard the saying that the church is only one generation away from extinction. That if we're so focused on us and what I get and what I need and what I want and the songs that I like, we're one generation away from the next generation coming under us to go, I don't connect with that. I don't like that. That's not how I see God. And so we must be investing into this younger generation coming through. It's really exciting to be part of. We also run a midweek program called Elam Music, which sees parents and their toddlers come in uh, for a program and they get introduced to our facilities and they're connecting with some of our amazing people. I think we might have a few photos just to, there we go, just some really cool stuff going on. We've got an amazing group of volunteers that welcome these families. Some are our church family, some are just from the community coming in. And quite often as we've connected with them and as I hear the feedback, they're like, I didn't know this place was up here. This facility is so amazing, and they love not only the facility and the fact that they get to come into God's house, but the people that serve them and work with them and and run the program are phenomenal towards them as well. Do you want to go to the next photo? There we go. And our parents' room. What we've needed to do in our parents' room, we've needed to push it right back. It used to be half growth track, half parents' room. Uh, We still use it for growth track, but we've just got to pack it down and set it up because there's just so many new families. We've pushed it right back. We've tried to add more seats. I used to have a couch in my office. I no longer have a couch in my office. That's all good um, because it's now in the parents' room. So um, it's BYO chair if you want to come and have a meeting with me. Um, And not only are there so many more new families using our parents' room, but I don't know if you've noticed over the last uh, couple of months in in crunchy time, (laughs) there's a whole lot more babies on the way. You lot take be fruitful and multiply very seriously. (laughs) With all of this growth, we have an amazing opportunity to add equipment, update our spaces, and continue to accommodate what God is doing in the lives of people. So specifically within this home, our house, the home to our village, this is what we're going to be giving towards. We're going to upgrade our bathrooms. We have a beautiful facility to gather in on Sunday and throughout the week, but our bathrooms missed the memo. Our facility should communicate things. They should say, we're glad you're here. We're expecting you. And we want someone's experience when they come in every facet of the room and the facilities that they might find themselves in to be a really good one. And developing our bathrooms would be a great step in the right direction. We also want two new kids' sign-in stations, new desks made with uh, more devices and printers. You'll know if you've got a kid and you've checked them in. It's a good problem. There's so many children that that can be a bit of a bottleneck situation. So we want to make it really easy and seamless for you to check your kids in and make it a whole lot easier on the team that are doing a phenomenal job out there serving your kids as well. We need some extra couches, not only in our parents' room, but in our kids' spaces so that as parents come in to settle their kids, it can be really tricky, settling little ones into a brand new program. It's a new environment, and it's a big, it's a big job for parents to do that. We want to make it easy and comfortable for them because at the moment, they've often just got to get on the ground, which is not the hard part. 
It's getting back up again. Again, we want to accommodate what God is doing and the growth that's taking place. So some more couches in our parents' room, maybe some in our kids' space So for midweek programs. And on a Sunday, if parents need to stay in there with their little one, we can make it comfortable for them and make that process a whole lot easier. We want to invest in a bunch of foldable trestle tables. We have a whole bunch of events that go on all throughout the week and throughout the year. And often we have to use our cafe tables for those different setups. Now, that's fine. It works. But at the same time, we eliminate all the cafe seating. So if we could invest in some tables, it would allow us to be more productive in the different events that we run. And finally, within this, a basic speaker system for our Elam Music program. Uh, you know, they're seeing sometimes 40, 50, 60 um, people, young kids and, and their parents come in from the community. It's an amazing outreach program. And so if we could equip them with the tools they need to be effective, that would be amazing. People are finding their way to Elam Papakura, and almost all of them are choosing to stay. But it's our job to make sure that we're making space for more and that we continue to present facilities that are excellent and give us a foundation to continue loving and serving people for many more years to come. We know what we need to do. That's our house, a home for our village. And the second one is a home for the vulnerable. You know, at just four years old, we're still a relatively young church. It takes time to become established, to find our rhythm and figure out the best ways that we can serve and love our community. And Darcy and I have felt quite strongly, in fact, this particular idea was a seed that he planted in our heart actually many years ago. But often things that are planted in seed are about timing and about finding the right time to see those come to fruition. And we felt very strongly and had it confirmed by feedback and comments from other people that a time has come where we need to invest significantly to impact a group that's outside of our four walls. There's a yearning among our people. We hear it in conversations. We see it on connect cards. We are hearing this in the climate of our church and what's going on, that it's time to have a focused impact on a group of people that's outside of our church. Our community should be better because we're here. Like, it's amazing that we have what we have. And first and foremost, God calls us to build His house to run great church services. That's our primary business. That's what we do. That's the, the central thing of what God has called us to do. But we didn't come so that we could take from and, and receive from our community. We came to reach, serve, and influence. We've come so that our community would be better because we're here, not that we are better because we get to take from the community. We aren't here to benefit from them, but they should be better because we're here. And so this year, we're partnering with the local Papakura Birthing and Maternity Unit to completely renovate and bring new life to some of their spaces. This facility, uh, we go to the first photo, this facility here has been the heart or at the heart of our community for over 80 years. This facility sees around 250 births a year and over 850 after birth stays. Darcy even spent some time here after giving birth to Boston. We know many of the mums in this room and part of our church community have spent time here as well. From the time that we've been in Papakura, we've heard quite a lot of feedback from the mums about their stay here. They've been absolutely blown away by the care provided by the staff. They go above and beyond to look after the mums in what really is a beautiful, but also can be a very vulnerable and terrifying time for the mums that are in there. And chatting with the staff, we discovered as we walked around the facilities and we had conversations with them that many of them, uh, many of the mums that come are from really low income families. And so we actually found that sometimes these staff members are putting their hand into their own pocket to buy supplies to better care for the mums and the babies. They're absolutely phenomenal. The staff are incredible, but the facilities just don't match up to the caliber of people care that are offered. And as you can imagine, council facilities like this can find it really hard. They're fighting an uphill battle to get extra funding uh, for the development of their facilities. But this is where we come in. I want to show you a few photos of some of the rooms that they have 
Um, this is their dining room where families who have just had babies, visitors come to see the new baby, to congratulate the mother. They come to offer support. If they want to come and have a meal together, uh, this is the state of the room. And I'm not, I'm certainly not here to throw shade at, at the unit. They're doing the absolute best that they can. And like I said, the people care and the staff are world class, but this is their dining room. Could we maybe go to the next one, Todd? And uh, these are a few of the rooms. In fact, Darcy stayed in that room. Um, and you can just see they're tired. They've seen better days. They've, they really struggled to get the money in to make this a place that feels really good. I think there's one more slide there with, oh, there, and this front one, and that's another one of the rooms there. Now, we've already had two in-person meetings with some of the senior staff, and they're absolutely blown away that we would do this. Not only do the mums with new babies deserve a peaceful, welcoming, calm, and supportive environment, but these incredible staff members deserve that too. It's time that we use our collective generosity, willingness, and connections to completely transform not a facility, but the experience of some vulnerable people in our community. We're going to completely refresh as many of the rooms as we can afford, as many of the single-sized aftercare maternity rooms as we can afford. Now, we've roughly estimated that each room will cost approximately $1,800 to $2,000 to complete, but that's with the assumption that we would get some good sponsorship on paint and other supplies. We're going to do as many of the single five rooms that they have as possible and then get to the dining room if we're able to do that as well. We're talking new paint, new furniture, some beautiful artwork, maybe some cool printed photos from some of the photographers uh, in our community here, new medical grade reclining chairs so the mums have a nice place to sit and feed their baby. We're going to work with the staff to make sure this is a facility that our community can be proud of. On top of that, we're also planning to produce some beautifully curated care packages that will be given to each mum. These are going to include some necessities, some treats, a copy of Beck's Green book more than enough, a copy of a children's book by Mike DeVita, and a lovely encouraging note from the mums of Elam Papakura. Our heart is that every mum and family would be absolutely blown away that there is a group of people that love their community so much that we would give generously expecting nothing in return. It reminds me of 2 Corinthians 9-11 that says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. I made it very, very clear to the staff as we met with them a couple of times, we'll continue to meet with them throughout this process, that I have no intention of this being a big, oh, Elam's amazing thing. They'll do whatever they want to do to maybe recognize the part that we'll play in this, but that's not our heart, that's not our intention. Our intention is simply this, that our community would be better because we're here, that we would look before, beyond our four walls, and if we really love people enough, we want to give generously to them that they can have an amazing experience. We're also going to prepare these packs to go out to the mums in our own church community, something we haven't put together yet, but we want to bless those in our community, but also recognize that we have mums welcoming their little ones in our church family, and we want to make those available to them as well. So the idea is this. We gather professionals or people with professional-like skills to execute to a very high standard. We're going to document the whole thing so we can continue to present to you the difference that it's making and, and what your giving has gone towards. Now, with both of our church home here, and the temporary home for mums and babies, the heart is simply this, to love and serve people better, to improve people's experience and to do so in a way that is sustainable with longevity. We're in this for the long haul. We're going to be in this community for the next 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 years. And not only do we get to build great partnerships and connections with these amazing organizations in our community, but we get to have a real impact, not only on what God is doing here, but also what he might be able to do outside of these four walls. 
By continuing to strengthen our home base, it allows us to have a strong platform that we can launch from week in and week out to love people. And then very excitingly, this year, we actually get to take action on a significant project that would allow our community to be better because we're here. Now, regards to giving, we're going to give towards these two main things, a home for our village and a home for the vulnerable. We're going to be formally receiving that offering in a month's time. Um, but I want to let you know, because some people have uh, asked this, we've considered this, Darcy and I have already had a conversation about what we're going to give. You can give from today. It's fine, but mainly what we encourage you to do is go home with these ideas. We want you to pray into it. Say, God, what would you have me give? And this is the hard part, right? It's hearing from God what he would say, having the faith to believe it and going for it. Just trusting God in that process, going, God, I want to be able to give of my life, that other people coming into this place would experience the grace of God, would be welcomed into beautiful community, and those outside of our four walls might be blessed because we're here as well. I want to encourage you to be brave, to be faithful to what God's asking you to give. But today is the last Sunday of the financial year. And so if you would like to give today, there are special green envelopes. They say special giving on them. Usually we would use the blue ones that you can see in front of you. That's for our regular giving. But if you want to give to the vision offering, please use the green envelope. It makes it nice and easy for us as to where that money's going. Those are in a pile at the info desk. We're going to be giving today so we can get the side of uh, the financial year so then you can claim back a percentage of that. You can still do it if you give in the weeks to come. It would just be in the following financial year's tax return. So just to make that clear, that it's possible for you if you want to give today. But over the next month, we're going to continue to show you amazing stories. We're going to be doing some interviews with the amazing staff that are at the Papakota Birthing Unit, showing you some of the different things that are going on, the stories that come out of that place, so that it can begin to stir your heart for what God might do through us in that place. We understand the times, and we know what we need to do.